Good morning, and welcome to the 5 a.m. Master Scrum Show. My mind just blanked out there for a second there, and I was thinking about something. I was like, I was looking for putting books on my shelf and free up other bookshelf space so I can move things around and reorganize things as we do in the agile world or just in general, try to find places for all our stuff, right? Get too much stuff, got to find a place to put it. And I was just thinking about whether or not I talk about uh, this book, which is the first book my name was ever, well, I think so. First book my name was ever written in. Um, I got some credits for helping someone write a alien abduction book. And they publicized that my name was in there for helping with their computer stuff back, way back when in the 90s. So, yes, I'm in an alien abduction book. Didn't know that, did you? Anyway, it's 5 a.m. Master Scrum. I am Greg Master, Scrum Master and Azure Coach. And we talk about Scrum and Agile, not necessarily alien abduction books. But I'm all excited about my, my book that actually has my picture on it showing up um, soon, any day now. And I got to find a place to put it up on my shelves. Should probably put it over there. Um, so that's coming, but today I want to talk about your teammates are your customers. If you really want to scale and people always don't want to scale this, scale that your team has to think of their own team as customers. And I want to say a little different. I think I talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago about on our review and something about technical reviews and sharing with your team, but I want to go a little more in detail, a little more depth and you got to treat teammates, got to treat their other teammates as customers as well as their real customers that actually buy product because we use it every day. So I want to talk about that a little bit and go in a little detail today. And we talk about Scrum and Agile in a very practical and tactical way. So we can bring value to our customer, not work crazy hours to bring that value to the customer and have a little fun along the way and enjoy each other's company because we are teammates and spend at least 40 hours a week together working on our products and sharing that as each other's customers. So let's get into that a little bit. So yeah, I got my bookshelf that's coming up. Um, don't forget next week we have uh, Carl Freiberg's going to talk about priorities. I am working on something for an OKR webinar that using for goal setting and how we do our meetup group and our uh, mastermind group. So I'm working on that now. And, and, and devising something that I want to bring out to the public, see if anybody's interested in that. It'd probably be, a, I hope it'll be a good one. We'll see. That's coming. Um, so, teammates. So, someone, there's always a question. Com companies always want to scale their product lines, right? Or scale their teams. So let's take this. Let's scale it. How do I scale? How do I scale? Well, if your team is not practicing good customer service to their own teammates, you're not going to scale. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be, well, you can. It ain't be very good. But I'll tell you right now. And I have examples in the past where people talk about they had a person on the team who would write code, but no one could understand the code. They didn't comment well. They didn't practice the same way the other teammates were. And it was very difficult. And that's where you get teammates that don't care what anybody else thinks on the team. And they just got their stuff. And I'm going to be honestly, sooner or later, you have to. You have to figure out what you want to do about that. Either they got to get on the boat where you write stuff and share stuff with your teammates so they can grow as well and be able to cover for you when you're on vacation, which I want, we want everyone to be able to take vacation, right? Or cover for you if you're sick or you got an issue, family members, you got something you got to do and you're not there. We want to be able to cover and we all want to be able to work on it. And what if we had a big release that really 
if we use one person, it would take forever to get done, but we want to put three or four people on it, but they all need to know how about how the operation works so they can all contribute to what we're doing. It all plays into that. And some people like, well, we don't need to do that. But now you do. You really do need to do this. And one of the aspects is I mentioned that last week for uh, on a 3R Thursday. We talked about reviews, doing a technical review, having your people demonstrate for each other. It's really important that they, everyone on the group see the product that's getting produced. Because sooner or later, they're probably going to have to do some work on it and help server something. There's some always some weird case somewhere that, you know, a use case that no one ever thought of that happens that we got to fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again because you don't think of everything until you get it out there. It's true. I mean, look at SpaceX. They got billions of dollars. They, they didn't, you know, trying to figure out how to launch a giant rocket. You know, they're learning as they go. Look at all the companies that wanted to go to the moon. One, the Jap, uh, I think it was the Japanese landed it but it fell over so it was like sideways it's getting some data but it's not fully what they wanted you know and and one of the other groups try to go to the moon from here in the states and they didn't make it they're learning as they go and until they actually do it you don't know so it's really important that we share this people may think well we we, we just do our product learning for just our customer customers but no your teammates are your customer, and that goes into documentation, team norms. How do you do your practical standards for coding? You know, it's funny how people think Scrum has all the answers for everything. And I'm like, well, no, it it opens up and shows you where you do not have your solutions in place, nor your agreements, nor how you're going to operate as a team in place. It brings them to light. Like if you don't, if someone can't understand your documentation or you don't have documentation, Scrum will bring light to that. And then you got to change your standard practice to include documentation or commenting so your other teammates can understand what the heck you just coded <laughs> because sooner or later, they're going to have to fix bugs in it, right? So it's important that we think of this part of our scaling activities that teammates get in the habit of sharing with each other. They may think they don't need to, they don't understand it, but trust me, we all don't understand. Sometimes we just need that little vision into the box and we can figure it out. But we we should get the vision so we know what's going on. So when you have these conversations, you have a better reference point. Same thing like, why do we do refinement sessions with the whole team? So that everyone can see what's going on. So in case something happens, other people can pick up the slack or contribute to the solution so it can get delivered to our customers so we can make money and all get pay raises, right? It's a, it's a continuous loop. And without that thing, we can't scale. So we really need to teach our team or teammates that your other people, other teammates on your team are customers and you have to treat them that way. Don't be yelling at your customer. If you yell at your customer, never come back. You're never going to be with you yell at your teammates. They're not going to like you. They're not going to come back. And sooner or later, they're going to say, we know we really should get rid of that person. Trust me. The more you yell at somebody else on your teammates, the more they're going to tell their bosses, you know, this person is really a detriment to the team. We really should get rid of them. Do you really want those conversations to happen? No, you don't, right? <laughs> you don't want someone complaining to your boss about your attitude. But part of that is we got to treat people as customers. Now, if you think treating your customer, there are some Philadelphia sandwich shops down here. Uh, like the cheesesteak place where you go stand in line. And if you don't order, right. They're like, get back to the, like, it's like, you know, go back to the back of the line kind of thing. 
Or if you don't know what you want, go back in line, figure it out, and then come back. And you don't get to cut in line because no one else can let you cut back in line. So there's some there's some little if that's your notice of customer service. I mean, it works with the cheesesteak line when you got hundreds of people in line. You get you, you we don't have time to cater, but in the in the world of customer service, working with people, teaming, you know, that doesn't work. So it's important that as a scrum master or coach, you work on teaming activities documentation how does a team communicate with each other how do we treat each other as a customer and you know what i would really that's not a bad one so if you do I'm this thought of this this top of my head right now if you're doing team norms does your team norm include treating each other on the team as a customer now if you treat your customer bad then maybe you shouldn't be in the company but maybe that's a team norm maybe there should be a team norm where you are treating each other as a customer, a customer of your product, your skills, your product that you produce and how that customer is going to receive it, whether it be another developer coding on it, a test QA person testing on it, um, a user, a stakeholder, a product owner, whatever, treat everyone or even a scrum master as a customer. How would that customer, how would you want to be treated that customer? And that was the basic. Your teammates are a customer, is a customer. So think about that as you develop your, your code, your product, whatever. It doesn't even have to be coding. It could be marketing, it could be business, it could be anything. Every person you work with should be treated like a customer. So if it's an admin, a business analyst, or somebody in another part of the company, accountant, finance, somebody, HR, Treat them as a customer, how you would want to be treated a customer and go into that, explaining what you want to do. Make sure they understand where you're coming from um, before lashing out or um, that was that would be another angle. We could talk about that another day. But but making sure your documentation, your communication, sharing, like we said last Thursday with other teammates, what product you're producing so they get an understanding because sooner or later, they are going to be your customer. You may not think so. And you have developers and testers on there like, well, they don't really need to know about how I design automated testing. They don't really need to know about how I write use cases. They don't need to know how I code this. They don't need to know about this application because I'm the only one that does it. Y you know, they all going to hit it someday and they're going to want to need to understand it because we're going to be behind the eight ball. And we're all going to have to get together and maybe swarm a little bit and get the solution. And we as scrum masters and agile coaches, our job is to prepare the team for those future swarming events, for those activities, so that when they do happen, it's not as bad. It's going to be bad. Don't I'm not saying any of this stuff is going to fix it. But we're, our job is to prepare them for those swarming events where we need everyone together. And I guess that makes another point. If you don't treat other people as customers where other people can read what you're doing and understanding, I don't think you can swarm on something because they're going to be too busy asking you a million questions on how does this work and you're never going to be able to solve the problem, right? So it's important that we treat everyone as customers on the team, do demos for the team, share coding techniques, share commenting, sharing things you've seen, lessons you learned, like we changed that in the one episode about a new fourth question that you might ask. What did you learn yesterday? And sharing what you learned with the team, demonstrating the products you produced to the team so everyone gets an idea 
of what that's about. And that's important as far as building team and again, scaling. If you ever hear the word scaling, I'm like, when I hear scaling, well, you don't have any standard processes. You don't, you don't, you're not documenting. You're not, you don't have a standard definition done that you can use a basis or leaping off point to scale your organization. They all look at me like, what? I thought I'd just hire more people, put them on. Well, you got to, even, even just besides going to another team, even if you hired more people on your team to produce more work, you still have to do these scaling operations. So those, those one or two people you add to a team can absorb and produce benefit for the team and contribute. Right. So either way, you either buy another team scale that other team or take what you learned the other team or you're even just adding a person or two to your own team are you in a condition to scale it and if your teammates don't get the mentality of treating each but each everyone else on the team as a customer you're not ready to scale so with that i just want to wish you a happy scrumming hope you have a good day don't have my son here today though i will say if you if you missed yesterday's, definitely watch the video because he is hilarious. Because he's over in this corner, right there, making faces the entire show yesterday. I'm like, because I went and looked at him. I'm like, what are you doing? He's sitting there. He's just laughing. He's in like, a, I'm like, Daddy, what did you do on my show for for 10, 12 minutes? You made faces the entire time. So it's hilarious. I got to figure out how I can make that into a comedy episode. <laughs> and the reason why you didn't invite your, your kids onto your, your shows, your podcast, there's a reason for it. And he's an example. Anyway, it was really funny yesterday. So if you get a chance, check out yesterday's episode. And don't forget next week is our meetup for the 5 a.m. Mr. Scrum meetup group. And we're going to have Carl Freiberg talk about prioritization, goal setting. He has his own little group and everything like that. Should be good, a good thing. And then later on, I think I'm going to do an OKR uh, uh, webinar. So I'll do what I normally do with my coaching group and help everyone design uh, their own goals and uh, use OKRs to establish that for, for a way if you want to try to do it on your own. So anyway, I want to wish you the best. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. And I hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on three. No, tomorrow. It's not even Wednesday. We're talking about, I'm talking about team stuff. But it's really about scaling and getting more for your buck today. Because this is two for one Tuesday. And uh, 10xing everything. And when you use the scale stuff, you want to 10x what you do. But you got to set your baseline so you can 10x it a little bit. You can't, if it's not that baseline, you're not going to 10x nothing. So tomorrow is we Wednesday. Where we talk about teams. That'll be fun. So we'll talk more about teams tomorrow. And today is 10Xing. So if you want to scale it, make sure you treat everyone as a customer. And then you can scale from there. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. And see you tomorrow at 